Hi. So it's 8.31, and this is when I would normally be getting ready for bed because I'm old and I like to go to sleep early. Um, but tonight has been really difficult, and and I'm thankful that I was able to, to drop my little responsibility off with someone else for the night while I while I attend to my grief. And I thought about just privately grieving, you know, just turning everything off and either taking my meds early or, you know, enjoying the night, you know, not enjoying, but, but taking the, the time to not have to, to take care of anyone else and just cry and be sad by myself. But but I created this podcast last year because I was really lost and I was really sad. And I committed to this being something that would help help me, but also help other people who are who are suffering with whatever and who literally just don't know. And so while I want to crawl within myself and take this time where I don't have to take care of anyone else or have the responsibility of anyone else, I need to, I need to, to have my grief help someone else potentially. So that's what I'm doing. Instead of curling inward, I'm, I'm curling outward and now I can't talk about the details and I can't say names and who, what, when, where, and why, but I am entitled. I'm allowed to talk about my, my feelings to an extent and in a generalized sense and the hopes that my, as open as I'm allowed to be, maybe, maybe somebody who's feeling suicidal, maybe somebody who wants to hurt themselves maybe somebody who's got a crying kid that they can't deal with because they're so sick is just able to just listen and understand that I'm right there with you sometimes. And this is one of those sometimes. So, so I'm going to talk about some things this episode and the overarching theme really right now is, is grief and so really loss and loss people i think people forget about grief and loss is that it doesn't just have to be somebody dying it really is like the the losing of someone the loss of contact things like that and we feel so guilty for our emotions and you if you're like me with like my specific disorder, which is what I really want this episode to be about is my illness and, and, and how it can portray itself is that you feel so guilty for your emotions. Like, no, how dare you miss people? How dare you wake up in the middle of the night crying and screaming and unable to deal with things? You know, and how dare you have to ask people for help for your responsibilities because now you're in your big girl apartment alone and 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 it's all on you and, and there's 
there's nobody in the next room to help you when you're losing it and when you just need a moment to yourself and you know you you can't stop the crying and the crying gets to be too much and you can't stop it and what do you do like oh my god I don't want to hurt anyone you know <laughs> and those feelings are okay I have to keep reminding myself like the it's valid the things I feel are valid because I feel them and if I didn't feel them, I wouldn't be alive because I always have this sense like I can't breathe. And someone I, I love very much said to me once, you are breathing. <laughs> you are breathing. It's not always going to be this way. Um, so I, 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 I challenge people to cling on to that idea of, yeah, I know. I know it's hard. I know you're ragged, but you are breathing. And you're, you are in pain. You are in pain. It's not imaginary. It's there. And I'm not going to tell anybody that it's going to get better. I, I hate when people say that to me. I hate when people say that shit to me. It's going to get better. Like, Jesus, you know, you're not the one who has to be in here and also work on Monday morning and also find some extra help and also make sure you're going to therapy and taking your medication and following a schedule and making sure that everybody is taken care of because you're responsible for more lives than just your own now. And, you know, there's so much shit. There's so much stuff there. And so I want to rewind a little bit because with my illness, it's like, God damn, I'm a black woman. I'm not allowed to lose my shit in public or even in private. I'm not allowed to, to fully show people like, God damn, I have lost it. You know, I don't have that privilege and it's black history month. And it's just, it's a time where I really want to highlight black women and our children and our stories and our pain and our loss and our love. And how can I do that if I don't, if I'm not honest about my own life and my own pain and my own love and my own losses to the extent that I, I can be? Um, so just a reminder, I have borderline personality disorder. Um, it's characterized by a, a myriad of unstable relationships and mood swings. But, um, but it's a very reactive disorder. It's not like proactive. Like you don't go around like causing trouble. Something happens and then it's catastrophic towards you. And for me, my grief always comes in like these waves, these like painful ass waves where I'm like, okay, okay, I can't, um, I'm not exactly sure I'm okay right now. Can somebody please come help help out so I can get back on track a little bit? And then you go to therapy. So I've I'm not only gone to my regular therapist, I also have to take medication and I also occasionally attend these group therapy sessions. Um and I and I really, really practice mindfulness. Like I hate the way that mindfulness is taught because it's see it's taught like a self-help thing, and that's not what the fuck it is. It's really it's not cheesy. It is truly about, like, I talk to my inner child, to that little girl who was, who was being molested in the closet. I talk to her and I tell her, listen, kid, somebody should have protected you. And I'm sorry, but I'm the adult now. I'm the adult and I know you're in pain and I know these people have hurt you even now. 
but you can't throw a tantrum and you can't control my emotions for me. I have to do that. I have to be the one in charge. Let me take care of you because I'm 25 and you're six. And I've got a little bit of a better handle on it. And ever since my therapist told me to kind of start talking to my inner child, it's helped me tremendously. Like I can't explain how much help that that has given me because sometimes I, I I can't like break down like I like is healthy to do it's healthy to sit on your floor and cry and I have a responsibility and that I cannot immediately break down and cry but I sometimes I, I'll say that to myself like listen Listen, we've got a responsibility right now that we've got to do this and 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 I need you to chill. I need you to calm down for a second and we will attend to your needs, I promise. But let me take care of this thing that I I have to take care of first. And that's really helped me. You now again, I can't go into details of who what why when and where or any of that, but but it's it's hard and i think we can all relate to something being really really hard and you're like okay i got to move forward somehow because i have now made a decision where for better or for worse i am in charge i i it's my responsibility fully now and i have to live with that choice and i I never wanted to be the person who had to make that kind of a decision, but I can't, I I really don't, I really can't go into detail because I don't want to make things worse, but, but it, it is hard. And I think a lot of people have had to make decisions where they're like, I had to make, I made this decision, whether it is right or wrong. And now I have to make sure that, that someone else is not gravely affected by that. When I was younger, I always wanted to know why my mom was so mean to me or cruel to me in the way that she was and why I felt like she didn't like me. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean to speak for her emotions because I don't know. I've never asked her and I have no intention to, but that's how I felt as a kid. And I never wanted any child of mine to feel like that. And so I've worked so, so hard so so hard on myself because I think it's so important to fucking work on yourself so that the next generation isn't affected by that and and still still a decision was made a decision that's a decision that's hard um, but I want to I want to move forward a little bit and talk about how ways that I'm dealing because I I don't want people to be to an ex- I want people to be concerned but I don't want people to be scared because I don't want <laughs> I don't want any knocks on my door in the middle of the night but asking certain things but I I do want to make it a clear that. I I am in I'm in therapy and I have like resources of course and I'm lucky enough to have someone who can help me out if I need if I absolutely cannot deal with a certain if I absolutely need to be alone and and I want to talk about being alone because part of it is like like I said you're there's no other adults around 
to save me immediately. You know, I've got to have that check in place. And a lot of that is routine. Like I, I've made it so that as much as possible, I can have a routine to fall back on because then my body kind of goes into autopilot. And it's a little hard when you have a constant reminder of someone and you, you're just like, God damn it. Did I make the right decision? And you're not really going to know that. And sometimes, sometimes you wish you could, you could just tell the situation or the person like, God, I need your fucking help right now. Like, I wish I hadn't made the decision that I made because I need your help, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep it generalized. So I'll kind of go back to generalization. Um, borderline people push people away sometimes because they're like, well, I'm better off without you. And then that was the decision that was kind of made like, well, it'll be, it'll be better without you kind of. And, um, as I said, living with that decision, we'll see, but I just want people who are grieving and experiencing loss to know that you're valid. I've been told so many fucking times by so many goddamn people, you know, you're doing so well because they're just looking at me and my postings and they're like, oh, well, she's not sitting up here trying to slit her throat on the internet anymore. And they're like, they don't realize like behind the scenes, it's a mess over here, (laughs) you know? the illusion of doing well, but doing well is subjective because as I said, now I've got a decision that I've got to live with and be responsible for. This year, I want to feel more like myself in an evolved version because I didn't last year. I, I just didn't so many awful things happen. And yeah, the one really, 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 I can't even call it a good thing because I, and I feel so guilty about being like, I can't say that that was a good event because it's not the way that I wanted it to be. And I feel like, as I said, I ended up having to make a decision where I was like, yeah, we're just better off without, you know, but, but this year, I just don't want it to be as, in that way, I don't want it to be as hard. And I feel myself shutting down a lot of the time. I feel myself shutting down, like, God, shut the emotions down. But then that's never going to work with borderline personality disorder. I'm never, ever, ever going to be able to be like, turn it all off because it's going to slap me in the face when I'm least expecting it, like today. And then I'm calling different people. I'm like, hey, hey, li- listen, listen, I-, I need some help right now. I need I-, I-, I need to I need you to come help me with this this responsibility and so I can have some time to get myself back together. And it doesn't I haven't learned anything. This isn't a learning experience. This isn't this is people's lives. This is an innocent life. This is innocent lives. I always hate when people say, well, you know, you're stronger. I don't think I'm stronger. 
I think I was put in a position throughout my entire life. I don't think I've been strong. I think I've endured. And I don't feel like I've endured well. I feel as if I've adapted well, as well as could, you know, because some people are addicted to prescription drugs. Some people are addicted to non-prescription drugs and, and things when they have my illness. It's really easy to get addicted to stuff. And I've really fought that be- before, before, because I, I really want it. I'm a control freak. I want to have control. And that's why I don't do drugs. It's why... I've never been a bit against medication, but it's it's partially just like frustrating for me. I don't drink to excess. Anyone will tell you I drink my fruity target wine. But as I said, you don't really learn anything from this. What I if if someone will ask me, what do you hope to get out of this experience? I hope that I don't destroy an innocent life because of my decision and because of the pain that I'm in because that's something I would never want to do I, I've always said hurt people hurt people it's why there's so many I never I know what it's like to be a child and life be hard and that's just not what I want so um I wanted to kind of say to people about my illness, you know, it's not something, it's not necessarily, ugh, it's so hard to formulate this episode. Ugh. With so many restrictions, not only like certain legal restrictions, but the restrictions I placed on myself to keep the keep what I, what I felt was the right decision, you know, to myself. And so and so I hope I wasn't wrong on that, even though I feel, I feel like if I had had the opportunity, I feel like it, Have you ever just been really, really tired sometimes? You don't know why. And I just feel like I keep having to be having to be that six-year-old again and having to fight that. And it is a shameful for people to mock your mental health. I know there's people out there who mock my mental health and my family has done it strangers have done it and I never understood why because I always say listen it's not for attention I wish it was because then that means when when nobody is looking then it would go away but it doesn't and to be clear I clicked the I kicked this disorder's ass a lot of the time but then there's other times like tonight where I'm at the mercy of it. And everyone around me is at the mercy of it. I know with COVID, a lot of people are experiencing some type of loss. 
there's a finality in death. Like, all right, that person didn't choose to leave me. They just left. They just, they had to, you know, whereas my type of loss is just so fucking complicated. And I sit here and I, I just, I wonder, I wonder if I had just said, listen, when I was younger, I wonder if I had just told someone and I wonder as I got older, if I had just said something to someone about something else or if when I was in college and I was I was raped if I had just told someone and now I wonder again what if I just said here's the truth here's I need help with this because I can't do it alone and that's the that's the illness you're always going to second guess every decision So I started this podcast, I started this podcast because I had no idea what was going on and I'm still kind of there and I hate change. Anyone who knows me knows I fucking hate change and it's because it's always, I always have to consistently adapt to that shit and I'm tired of kind of adapting and now here I got this consistent reminder of my pain. (laughs) And it doesn't go away, it doesn't, I can't just throw it out the window, which, okay, I can't just get rid of it, you know. It's looking me in the face every day. So if you're an ally or you know someone suffering from mental illness, I kind of challenge you. I challenge you to reach out to that person in some way, if you can handle it. If somebody is screaming and clawing at the walls, if you think there's even a chance that you could help them, if you could save them or their child or anything, say something. Cause I think in my weakest moments when people have reached out, that's when I've been able to like cling on just a, a tenth of a second longer. I don't know what I would do without my sister. She always steps in. She always steps in. She always steps in for me. And I've needed that so badly recently. Like tonight, she immediately stepped in. Tired and exhausted after work, she immediately stepped in and was like, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got this for the night. I'll, you, you do what you need to do. And sometimes doing what I need to do is just me crying. So we need people, borderline people. We need people as much as we, even if it's not who we, who we want it to be, we need people. And I need people to understand that I want them to like step in. And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, maybe I should give Mackenzie a call because maybe I need to ask her this question. I need to know the truth or I need to, I need to check on her. 
if if that's how you feel about anyone in your life, then do it. So, thank you for listening to my very short episode on grief. <laughs> and I hope the next episodes are funnier and happier. But I just needed to say the things I needed to say. So, good night, everyone. Goodbye. Wow.